I'm still so fucking excited. I am still so fucking hyped. I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. If I was not on the edge of Chillville right now, I'd be right there with you. Nah, bud. Nah, bud. Chillville. Population me. Is that where Scooby-Doo lives? Is Chillville? No, no, that's Coolsville. Um... The uh, the exchange student was from Chillsville. Hello, my name is Dubert. I come from Chillsville. I am very good for an exchange student. Yes, I come from Chillsville in deep part of Russia. It is ironic because uh, Chillsville is very cold. It's very fucking cold. It's so cold here. No, seriously, I'm so glad to be here on the Venice Beach because that is where you live, apparently. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the LA key, that's right, it's Blake Tanner! And my partner in the bi-weekly warriors, the S, Scotty Moore. I'm not... Because we're doing this bi-weekly now. I'm not gonna lie, bi-weekly's... It may also be because something just happened on wrestling that made me so fucking excited. But I'm here, I'm revved up, and I'm raring to make a podcast. I think an extra week off is what we need to put the stank on it that that is so necessary. You know, I'm gonna say, too, I feel a lot more rejuvenated just taking a week off and doing these things bi-weekly. Does that mean that it gave me more idea or more time to work on my ideas? No, of course not. Now, we may edit this out. We, I may not. I'm probably not. Fuck this show. Um, Since we're doing bi-weekly, why don't we do Southern Mythology the other weeks? <laughs> and we change that format from just ep- an episode of A Load of BS to just two jackasses <laughs> enjoying whiskey for an hour and maybe coming up with ideas. Oh, I do like the ideas part, though. The ideas are where, where where I really saddle in on because I could, I mean, I could just sit here and drink whiskey for an hour because that's what I'm going to be doing tonight. <laughs> but yeah, but we could discuss the history, and it'd only be thirty minutes. Apparently, this is now just a meeting. That's what people have have come to see this week is us have a meeting about making a, a whiskey show you remember when i was like oh, we're yeah. gonna lighten the load haha surprise coming at you from out of nowhere no no the, you have no idea how little of a surprise you not lightening the load is <laughs> you have no idea how not surprised i am at this point <laughs> That I've got that I got three new podcasts on my plate somewhere down the pipe. <laughs> the fear creeps in. Alright, well, uh, uh, since I last time brought the absolute beautiful banger of an idea to do a documentary series on standing desks, which, by the way, um, I think it was one of our patrons. I think it was uh, Ransom Meltzer messaged on the Discord and just said, oh, shit, am I in the standing desk mafia with a picture of their standing desk? And I'm like, we're going to have to ask you to leave. We're going to have to ask you to leave now. 
Uh, yeah, it was all uh, it was all Ronan. Yeah, I think that's right. Ra- I think Ransom is Ronan, and Ronan is Ransom. Ronan's a better name. Ransom. Uh, I really wh- like Ronan. R- Ransom. When you listen to this uh, episode, let us know if we can call you Ronan instead, because that makes us sound like we have a cool ninja friend. <laughs> oh, Ransom! I already call you Ronan, by the way. So it's not gonna. It's only gonna change for fifty percent of this podcast, yeah. and then two seconds later. That's not Ransom. That's a completely Some... different person. Uh, that, that could also be true. I don't know who anybody is in the Discord. Uh, well... I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, Ronan is definitely Ransom. All right, what I did you bring this week? Well, Scotty, stonks. Okay. But, uh, how about stonks? You heard about stonks? Now, if you're proposing a movie based on... You know, that good, good fucking GameStop thing that GameStop. happened. <laughs> Apparently someone's already doing that with uh, no- with Noah Centeno, the terrible TikTok, no, Vine, maybe? I don't know where he's from. Well, ours is going to be better than that, because I can tell you that's already going to be shitty. <laughs> um, so I actually did think about this idea more than usual to the point that I'm like, all right, I want to do something that's GameStop related, like j- with the stocks, with the big stocks. And they're like, oh, wait, somebody already did make a movie kind of like that. It's called The Big Short. Uh, all right, fuck it. OK, instead of real life people gambling away their life on these stocks, how about oh, how about we try to do, like, a secret life of stocks? Like, what if we make it a Pixar anthropomorphic representation of what it's like to be a stock on the stock market and have them go through an amazing adventure of their stock becoming, like, one of the biggest ones? Okay, now, if we're going Pixar here, we do need the the overlying emotional arc of this whole thing because like you look at toy story that's about like loss of innocence in childhood the incredibles is about like the power of family up is about life going on after your wife does a big die like it's it has emotional uh, coco's like don't you forget those ding dang people that died <laughs> like don't you don't do it finding nemo's like don't run away or forget your mom who died <laughs> Ca- cars well, I, is see- like don't forget doc hudson whose voice actor died died and then they kill them off later <laughs> Actually, I think that this could be a great uh, a great metaphor for a working class like American who is just either down on their luck or unable to overcome the middle class, essentially being skyrocketed into the forefront of everything. So you have our main character, which is just GameStop, like the stock. Yeah. On the stock market every day, this visual Wreck-It Ralph-ass interpretation of the stock market. Actually, in, in he- my mind, the visuals do look like <laughs> the end of the Digimon movie where they have to fight that guy in the digital dimension. And then all the faces of children pop up buying GameStop stock and help him defeat well- the big Wall Street monsters. No, no, that's at the end, and instead of that, it's just normal schlubs, including 
millions of people on Reddit. <laughs> we are going to have to get a lot of Redditors in on this. Oh, shit. I think I... Damn it. I think I just made it smart. What if the overarching theme of the film is about not letting your worth be dependent on other people? People. Yes. Because right now, according to other people, GameStop stock shouldn't be as high as it is. Yeah! But because the rest of, like, because GameStop itself said no, and people backed it, and they're like, now you are worth as much as you want to be. What? Okay, no, no, no. What if we skip ahead and... It's a publicly traded company, obviously, because stocks. And I'm skipping ahead to the end of the film, unfortunately. So spoiler alert for everybody at home. What if the whole vibe is that this company is going bankrupt? And it's like a a books a million, something like that, where, you know, kids, kids who grew up... You, you- Hold on. You do know this is exactly the situation we're talking about with GameStop right now because it was headed straight ass first towards bankruptcy. Yes. Before but, all this shit kicked well, off. Well, yeah, but I don't think anybody was doing this because they wanted to revive the ghost of GameStop. I think they were doing this because they wanted to fuck Wall Street hard and make money. So why not both? You're helping out an old friend, a childhood friend, and you're fucking so, over yeah, Wall Street. So yeah, it's like a mom and pop publicly traded company. Yeah, it's like if you and me teamed up with Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> to just march on Washington or some shit. I don't know. I don't really want to war- march on Washington anymore. This could be circa 2018. So what if there's a place where stocks go when they die? Like that's... Oh, when they reach zero dollars. Yeah. Oh, no. The penny stocks. Oh, that's the slums. That's the fucking... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, our hero does have to go onto a journey. Why do why? It's we're going full on hero's journey. We've got GameStop, which is a stock that has been okay for the re- for its life, but it, it knows there are the apples. It knows there are the I guess is WWE publicly traded? The WWE's I got the so. it's I- the big stocks, and it knows it can never be a big stock. And it does it accept that, or does it want that to change? Is that the impetus for its journey? I, I think our friend wants it to change, because I think that their call to action, this little stock character that we've created, um, it is that somebody opens the door by investing into it that allows it to start skyrocketing. I don't think but, that needs to happen until the end. I think that does need to be our Digimon All the Children Around the World by GameStop stock to save it from bankruptcy. Also, we're Osmosis Jonesing this, right? Where half of it is real life actual GameStops closing down across the world and then half of it is Osmosis Jones the GameStop stock. Yeah. That's the that is the B plot because the B plot is this group of like individual investors all 
turning into a cult trying to save GameStop. I think we do need, like, an old wizened GameStop owner who is just full-on, like, well, kids, you welcome in. You know what? They tell me I can only give you $4 for this game, but here, and, like, hands a $20 bill over the table, just take that. It's fine. And he, he is also what's bankrupting GameStop, unfortunately, because he's giving away all the money. But, um, yeah, like... And so they have to kill him. Well, no, like, the and the kids love him because he's phenomenal. Like, the Bill Murray... B-plot of Osmosis Jones is like a three-sentence summary. Bill eats bad egg. Bad egg get virus. Bill daughter tried to save him. Eyelash death. <laughs> that is... Eyelash That death. is all that plot is. So this is just nice store owner starts to lose his store. Redditors save his store. <laughs> Yes, except if we if we have to avoid on, uh, copyright, then eyelash death. We forgot. I need to add that on as well at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the eyelash death is when um, the stock itself plummets almost to, like after because Wall Street starts fighting back because that's what they do. They they've been like driving the price down as much as possible, and we don't have to get into the. The real actual science of stocks, because I still barely understand it. <laughs> I have no it. fucking clue. I got no clue. I'm like, hey, acorns, deal with this. But yeah, it's like, um, I use acorns too. It's a, it's very good for safe stonks. Um, but uh, we could have like the Wall Street evil bad guy just press a few buttons and make the trade start to send their price down to zero. And our little stock starts dying as... All of these kids who have now grown up into early to mid twenties, yeah, um, who are like take who just took their stimmy check and are like, no. <laughs> now, okay, where who's our villain? Is it a real life Wall Street broker, or is there just a stock that's really aggressive and mean? Aggressive. Okay, so the stock, the the main stocks are kind of our uh, our antagonists on the other side, and yeah, so like, and you got Apple or Tesla, and they're bullying um, our poor little GameStop stock. That is until Tesla's owner Elon Musk shows up at the very end to help all the children, and Tesla says, "You're all right, kid." <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, wait a minute. What if the stocks are anthropomorphized versions of the people who own those companies? Oh, fuck me. Yes! Or, yeah, that is good. Um, or even better yet, like the... Because I... I don't, I don't know how I feel saying this, but I want the Apple stock to be Steve Jobs. Yeah, I and not whoever the fuck is running Apple right now. I actually like that. I like that it, it, it's Steve Jobs, because he's like the guy. And I like that because I'm going to be honest, uh, in in Osmosis Jones, I could give a fuck about Bill Murray. Now, that may be because he's a terrible father and a disgusting human being who eats bad monkey egg in the front. Very bad dad. <laughs> That monkey, that monkey had that egg in his mouth. But in our bill, <laughs> but in our version, the GameStop stock isn't represented by the owner of GameStop. 
it's represented by that store owner. Oh, I see. So now we have an emotional tether to him in both stories. Yeah, because he is the embodiment of what GameStop means, which is a place where you could buy and trade in games and have fun. You, you, that's the place where your parents would take you at the end of the mall day so you could pick out a new discounted game so you'd, so you'd stop bugging them about it. And that man was always there. <laughs> now, what if, uh, what if our, uh, w- okay, what if the Wall Street interlopers who change things are represented as bots that come in and either power up certain stocks or weaken certain stocks yes that is a great way to actually personify a ladder attack yes sure whatever that fucking means don't worry about it um also people are accusing um hedge fund managers of using bots i don't know if that's true but we can make it true. Now, what if the beginning of it, all of our bad stocks, Apple, Tesla, all of those, bully the GameStop stock and lie to him and tell him, oh, there are thousands of, we'll call them power-ups in this world, I guess. There are thousands of power-ups just beyond that ridge. And they send him away, basically lying to him. So at the end of the day, once again, coming back to this concept of you're try- he's trying to get self-worth through impressing other people. He's trying to get his self-worth through... Um, the approval of all these big boy stocks. So he's like, I can do it. I can go out there. And then as they leave, they laugh. And that's when the ladder attack happens. So our hero isn't affected by it, but all of his friend stocks are. They're taken out. Their power is taken away and given to the Wall Street bigwigs. Yeah, so just like they start drain, they start draining all the money out of the stocks. Because they they start doing whatever the fuck it is hedge funds do to stocks where they can literally decide to bankrupt a company if it's not looking good. Yeah, exactly. So there's our... They're just like, ah, we don't have enough billions. So there's our first quarter is we've got a stock. He wants to be big like the bigwigs. Maybe, maybe Apple. I hate to say that because it is Steve Jobs who is a dead, dead man and I don't want to villainize him. But what if Apple's like Superman in this world? He thinks Apple's like a good guy. But like every Pixar film now, big twist, Apple's the villain. <laughs> Apple is always the villain, so like, my friend. Uh, in between our beginning and end, he's still thinking like, what would Apple do? Apple would press on. Apple would keep moving forward. Um, obviously, since this is a Pixar film, Disney cannot be the big stock, but in our version, I feel like Disney needs to be the big stock. Uh, that could be a good one. I'm also realizing that this twist, we've used this twist before on our Metal Dragon pitch. (laughs) I don't even think I remember Metal Dragon. I want to do that one day. Just come on and just name an episode title and we have to... Try to remember what it was about. <laughs> I usually can. I usually have a pretty good memory about some of these, but like, all right. So if we, 
if we do it to where we've got a lot of these big stocks, like the big goods, as it yeah. were, or some that are just kind of dickish. Maybe not all of them are bad, but all of them get sapped of their power. And then it's just up to our little poor GameStop stock for them to overcome. I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, firstly, we need a, if this is Pixar, we do need a fun sidekick. I propose AMC. Oh, AMC is good. I was going to say like a small mom and pop publicly traded company called like Coconuts, which I actually think was the name of that FYE ripoff store that we went to that one time. <laughs> actually that might have been yeah, it yeah but like coconut so like it's just a little anthropomorphic coconut that he's best friends with that he meets in the badlands of the penny stocks which is first act first act is where we meet that guy i do want i do want one of those like pixar horrific moments that they are somehow able to slide in where you just like how did they do that? And I do want to show the dead husk of Blockbuster. Oh, no, Blockbuster was GameStop's best friend. Oh. Yeah, so that's where the emotional tether comes in, is he sees his best friend die, and then he goes to the big stocks, and they're just like, that's just what happens. That's what happens when you run out of stocks. If When people stop, this is now getting Coco-esque, but when people stop believing in you, you disappear. Now we could we could uh, alternatively do an up situation where these two are friends for a long time and then you watch them like blockbusters price drop until they just die. Yeah, just like a fun retelling of the childhood these two had until one dies from bad stocks. Yep, and that is why you've got perfectly mediocre GameStop at the beginning. He yeah, a lot like the old man from up. Yeah, and oh, wait a minute. What if that wrongly makes him not accept the consequences of death, but instead think, I, I can't do that. I can't be that. I, I have to grow. I've got to become bigger. He becomes greedy like the other characters. And Coconut, by the way, is the exact opposite. Coconut's fucking chill. Coconut's aware, like, any day my stock could drop to zero which means i just live every day like my stock's about to drop to zero i i do what i can you know what man i'm i'm just a, i'm just a little coconut here in the world i said a lot like meat wide it is um, it's literally it just meat it's just meat wide what's up what's up bitch um, you wanna go out on the venture through the wastelands i'm with you big man let's fucking do it man it's gonna be fucking shit. I <laughs> think we need a big middle of the movie set piece. So I think first act goes to the Penny Stocks Badlands, meets up with Coconut, then they go to the big city where they meet Apple. That's where Apple's at. And I think Apple welcomes GameStop in with open arms initially. Not because he's a good guy, but just because he's like, what can I, this is later revealed, but he's just like, what can I use from you to promote my stock? Oh, okay. And that's when they find out, like, the potential. Like, because I think that, I think that stocks aren't able to see what's going on in the real world unless they're extremely powerful. So, like, Apple would be able to tell, 
Oh, the hedge fund investors are about to use GameStop to make a lot of money. I better get in on this. No, he's like Vader. He gets inner. He can talk to them. Oh, so now stocks are AI. It's well, not that they're AI. It's almost like it's almost like illicit trading where companies get insider information. Apple is talking to the like he's giving insider information out about all of these stocks. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, this one's not doing too well. You could tell. Yeah, no, more people are selling. They're lying to you, man. This guy's going down. You invest in this one then you're going to go. Oh, and because Apple gives the advice for them to gut GameStop. And when GameStop starts to come around on its first time, Apple starts to go like get selfish because it thinks that they were wrong and that because of that, the investors are going to start shorting Apple. Oh, no. What if he works out a deal with them where you have to he's like, I will get you the stock you need. And he's like, really, you will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you whatever stocks you need. And he starts getting like GameStop starts getting stocks, but it's through unscrupulous means. And he's like, OK, well, you've got your stocks. Give them to me. That's your halfway point of the movie. That's the heel turn of like, OK, you're making money now. I deserve a cut of that. And then, of course, during that coconut and gamestop make their triumphant escape from apple tower with the bots chasing after them trying to steal away oh no what what if this what if but this though because the whole thing with the bots is they take stocks away from lower stocks and give them so now we've got a not a fucking 10 percent one percent situation going on he's he starts getting more powerful and so he's getting what he wants. This is the hero's journey, after all. The hero gets what he wants, but he has to pay a cost. What's the cost? He's seeing his friends suffer, including the ones that bullied and lied to him at the beginning of the movie. They all begin to suffer, and he's growing, but it's at their hands. Hey, y'all, GameStop, I don't feel so good being standing next to you, though. I feel like I'm getting real small now. I think I'm going to go... And that's the moment. That's the moment that he finally turns, is the moment he realizes, like, oh, no, Coconuts just died. Coconuts is gone. Was that because of me? So he confronts Apple, and Apple's like, it's the matter of business. This is what happens. If you want to be liked, if you want these stocks, you've got to break a few eggs on your way up. He's like, those are my friends. What are you talking about? So it also has a Scott Pilgrim self-worth discovery at this point where he's just like, no, they they liked me for who I am. You don't like me for who I am. Be like, yeah, I'm not going to die, but it can even be revealed later that Apple has done this many times before with other stocks before draining them dry like he did with Blockbuster. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so that all happens. Now we get a depressive moment where GameStop is working under Apple. And then, wait, no, what if, okay, Coconut doesn't die. Scrap that. Coconut and GameStop gets into an argument. 
during which Coconut's like, you're not the same. You have absolutely... You fucking changed, man. You used to be cool, you piece of shit. And and then he just goes, well, I'm successful. You're not. People like me, they don't like you. That's why you're a penny stock, and I'm here on fake Wall Street. Oh, look, your stock jumped up to $2 yesterday. That's nice. It would be a shame if something happened to it. And then Coconut, wide-eyed, teary-eyed, turns, runs away, and eventually uh, our hero gets into an argument with Apple, loses all of his stock, he becomes a penny stock himself, (laughs) and meets up with Coconut, and at that point, Coconut's just like, let's just just go back. Let's just fucking go back, man. Like, they have the apology moment. But on their way back, they pass a pit. What's that, old GameStop says. When they look over, they look down. It's all of the drained stocks. A la, oh. a la where uh, old old Pink Elephant Boy or whatever his name was from Inside Out went down into. <laughs> oh, no. And okay, okay. We're now going to directly rip off that scene from Inside Out because Co- Coconut and uh, Apple, or Coconut and GameStop are looking into it when coconut gets kicked in by apple and then gamestop turns around wait what kicked down both of them fall down and now they are both at their physical lowest point and this is where Mm -hmm. coconut finally has to teach gamestop what it means to believe in yourself believe in your morals believe in your values what do you believe in and at that point he's just like i I believe in uh, kindness i believe in fun and as all of that's happening we're getting flashbacks to the store owner in real life showing all the value so he's showing him giving out the games he's showing him and then the very last thing he's like but i guess that doesn't matter anymore he laughs like little chuckle of like oh, i fucked up and as he does you see the gate of that GameStop shut shut possibly oh. for the last time <laughs> of course this also um Reads into famed hacker who's not really a hacker, just a good stock guy. Deep fucking value. He's <laughs> he's trying to hack the system, and he sees this, and he's like, "We have to save GameStop. It's no. worth it." He's watching it, and he sees like obviously he's one of the people that was at like Mister Mushnik's GameStop yes. ever since a child. And he looks, and he sees the GameStop stock, and he goes. GameStop went down to a penny? What, what's going on? And then he sees it drop to zero, and he goes, not on my fucking watch. Because you see this guy who's like, he's, uh, he's, good, he's been good, real good at trading stocks. We get, like, we get to see uh, bits and pieces, like small scenes from him making killings based off of what's happening in the stock world. Yeah. So he's like, oh, he sees what's happening in the stock world, and he's able to get ahead of it and make a bunch of money. And he's like... I have to take all of this money that I made from these ill-gotten trades that I was able to jump in on. He's like Robin Hood! He's Robin Hood! He's the real Robin Hood, and not like the shitty app. And then he, he takes that money, and then you just see 
GameStop, like, it, I I like to think that all the stocks have little tickers, like badges that they're given uh, once they become stocks. Also, and that's co- their uh, price. Coconut's dead, by the way. Coconut died. Coconut stone called dead. Okay. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Neither did God. that pink fucking inside out. He was just like, bye. <laughs> Uh, you're you're gonna cry at it. We don't care. We're Pixar, and we know how to emotionally manipulate. Hey, is that you? Got a girl, GameStop. I love you. Oh no, that's what it is. So yeah, the I, I I imagine that it pops up like a screen on your wrist. So it's a hologram where you can see the ticker pops up. And what he sees is a video on Reddit from Robin Hood, which is what we're going to name him. And he says, GameStop was our life. GameStop brought us so much joy. GameStop gave us all of our amazing memories from childhood, and we cannot let it die. And GameStop's just looking at that, tears starting to appear in his eyes. And then... (laughs) And Wait, then you get to see the Reddit chat from all of the all the comments from everybody posting um, <laughs> the diamond hands that they do and calling each other the R word. <laughs> oh shit! Wait a minute, can because we? That's what they do on that dumb sub. Before we do that, can we have a uh, a Dark Knight Rises esque scene where GameStop's trying to crawl his way out of the pit, but he can't do it, and his fingers are just getting bloodied, and then finally, like, Coconut's like, you just gotta accept your fate, man. We all knew we'd end up here someday, no matter how many people that care about you, what matters is what you did, and what matters is who you were. Who were you, anyways? And then that's when we get the emotional story of everything he's done for all of these children. A giant fist just like punches through the bottom of the pit and lifts GameStop up. <laughs> no, GameStop. no, no. He uh he sees the stocks and he goes, I that what? And like he looks at his body, which is withering away, and he's like, What? And he's getting muscles. And he looks over in coconut and he's like, You gotta go, man. You gotta fucking go. He's now the fucking lightning bug from Princess and the Frog, who also died with unearned with an earn, unearned death uh and then at that point gamestop looks at him and he goes I, I'll, I'll never forget you coconut he goes won't forget you either big man walks over to the wall krish he can break rock with his bare hand now thanks to the power of reddit no. because he sees it in hands. and look at that your hand is now diamonds yes <laughs> And using the power of all of these Redditors, he crawls up the side of this thing and pulls himself up. Here's the question. Is Apple still there? Or is Apple back at his home base? Because that's going to determine a lot as far as our battle is concerned. No, Apple's going to be back at the home base because we've got to get the scene of uh, GameStop walking through like the desolate almost deserted uh, land of the stocks, where you've still got all the big stocks basically while, barely hanging. While, while a fucking immigrant song is playing. Disney walks up to him. Fucking Walmart. 
Bam! <laughs> He's beating the I, shit out of him. I like the idea, though, that, like, some of these bigger stocks, like, the ones that uh, kind of liked him before GameStop, like, they they were the ones that were also drained, but they're barely holding <laughs> they're on. They're marching fucking behind him! <laughs> some generic 80s ballad play. Like that scene from Hot Rod. They're just walking through the streets. streets. And it's just like, feel the power of the night as we come together today. <laughs> oh, you know there's going to be fucking synth piano music playing. <laughs> and what, what if at Apple they were... Okay, now this is where we're going to have to unfortunately get into how stocks actually work. Do companies offer unlimited stocks or or like are there a limited number and prices fluctuate limited number prices fluctuate but a company can just say hey we have more stock now at any time but it devalues the rest of the stock or they could say hey y'all we have less stock now it increases the value but for every so many stocks you have then you lose you know 10 stocks or something you get one I want them to be celebrating something at Apple, like them b- reach ascending to the next level of stockdom. So I don't, I don't think buying a million stocks means anything. But like, what if their price per stock is increasing to a hundred thousand? Which I yeah, think is a, be good. That's a lot. So they're all sitting there. Apple uh, is just making a try. Who's voiced by Nathan Fillion, by the way, uh, is just Thank making <laughs> making a phenomenal speech as the ticker is counting up behind him, and then it starts to get to a hundred thousand. Tick, 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 and then it starts. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, okay, yes, that, as soon as Immigrant Song hits, the ticker starts reversing. The stock price is getting lower and lower for Apple. He's going, what's going on? What's happening? And then, do you feel the rhythm of the night? (laughs) (laughs) An an armada of people walk up to him. We got the power, let's fight side by side. So, okay. Yeah. And then at this moment, like, you've got all the stocks fighting in the background. We've got the new good stocks. We've got some stocks that climbed out of the penny stock hole with GameStop. And we've got, like, a bunch of them just going at each other. GameStop stands opposite from Apple as the ticker keeps going down, but there's still so much money in it. Apple sticks his hand inside the ticker, and the money like just flows around him and yes! makes him massive. Yes! Almost like a uh, a suit of some mechanized design. <laughs> What's bad is what you're thinking is our normal mech suit. We've made Avengers Endgame because oh, fuck. he puts his hand in and now it's become a gauntlet of sorts. It's become a glove, you can say. Yes. Now, this is going to be, like, this is going to be where it gets sad, though, because it's not going to be a happy ending for our protagonist. It's going to be fine, but this is where the thing that Reddit wants, which is called the short squeeze, comes in. Because the price, the thing about the short squeeze is after- Before we get into this, there is a moment, by the way, 
where during the epic battle, they're starting to, because like every battle goes the same way. Heroes start out triumphant, then villains take over, then something happens, or then they're at their last, and then heroes fight back. The beginning of the heroes fighting back is the moment that Apple is about to reach his stocks, and then all of a sudden, gets like hit in the gut as hard as he can, and he reaches down and he feels something. Who's that? It's Coconut, bitch, and he's back. He flew straight into his gut and he just starts attacking him like a meerkat before getting flung against a wall yeah bitch i decided not to die yeah (laughs) um okay so and then after that happens the last moment where it could go either way yeah there's a there's a minor battle coconut interferes that takes him off his game just long enough for gamestop to come in and begin the epic mufasa no Nope, not Mufasa. Scar versus Simba uh, encounter. Yes, and that ends when GameStop realizes the only way to take down a stock this powerful is to take every bit of, like, um, to take all, all the value that he knew he was worth and just concentrate it into one big moment, almost like a a bomb that contains his spirit essence. <laughs> and this causes this causes GameStop stock to rise and hit 100,000 before Apple's, but because he decides to use it to defeat Apple, it goes down almost back to a few dollars, like 10-15. Yeah, what's a short what is a short squeeze if you don't mind? So okay, that so makes sense. I'm going to try to explain it in less than a minute. So shorting is when uh, a bunch of like big hedge funds, they say, okay, I see this company stock and I think that it's going to devalue a lot. So I'm going to put in like, I'm going to say, I'm going to buy so many of these stocks to sell off at this point because I think it's at this price, like 50 bucks, let's say. And so the thing is, they got to get the price down to 50 bucks or if it's anything above 50 bucks, they have still have to buy the amount of stocks they promised to buy. It's just going to be more than they originally thought. Yeah. So the idea is um, to keep the stock prices high by us or by like Reddit individual people buying the stock constantly to keep the uh, to keep the price up to the point where when all of these big hedge funds have to sell off at a way higher price than they thought, the price of the stock is going to skyrocket for about an hour <laughs> and then plummet right the fuck back down. And that is when they're all supposed to sell. And that's the short squeeze. So what is that? How are we using that to attack another stock? Um, I'm just going to say he's going to take all of his buying power and concentrate it into like a big punch but that's going to be the moment where well, he's like, listen, you've done this for me. Now I do this for you. What if sell me? What if he has a good connection with like, like we said, Apple can connect to the outside world. What if Robin Hood found a way to connect to GameStop and can talk to him 
And so, <laughs> fucking, uh, unfortunately, Big Bad gets the Infinity Gauntlet on his hand, has become all-powerful, is destroying everyone around, and then finally, he's just like, I saved you for last, because you were the biggest problem, which means I can take my time with you. Approaches him, and then Robin Hood picks up, and he's like, it's all over. And Robin Hood's like, no, 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 we can do this, we can do this. And he goes... We can't. No, people believe in you. People are giving you so much right now. You just need to believe in yourself. GameStop, oh, oh, look at works. your trade volume. No, that works so much for the story because the story is all about the importance of believing in yourself and not letting other people dictate your value. And in this moment, despite everyone believing in him, GameStop doesn't believe in himself and he's forced to learn how to believe in himself, at which point he stands up kind of broken takes off his training weights <laughs> and then he goes robin hood what are you doing he goes i'm i'm streaming this to everybody he goes tell the people of earth that i need their energy i need their power i need these stupid assholes to keep buying just tell holds, them to keep buying holds their hands to the sky Spirit bomb, and he Jesus takes out Thanos apple. I I've got to turn my air down. I'm sweating in here. <laughs> we built up too much energy. It's got Blake sweating. It's got me sweating. Oh no, that's perfect. And so, I think he, I think while because in DBZ there are other people fighting him. So in that moment he. Uh, uh, while he's well, waiting, like uh, get, get, er, Apple keeps attacking him, so it it's breaking his concentration. So Robin Hood's like, "Who else is there?" And he goes like, "Well, Tesla's here. This place is here. This place, coconuts." And he's like, "Coconuts? I haven't heard of that place in years." He's like, "Well, he's here." And he and then as that happens, it's a Shazam moment because they start getting up. Because their stocks are being bought as well. Because Robin Hood is the evil, or the good conductor telling people what stocks to buy. And as he does, all of the stocks rise and they come to fight Thanos as our boy just holds on the spirit bomb and prepares to drop it. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> Oh, and Apple Apple just did the Mad Titan himself. Yeah, He's just mad. batting people away. Also, I know we both really want him to become big and jacked up and kind of mechanized. Another part of me would love if it was still just Steve Jobs. It was just that skinny fuck in a turtleneck. Oh, I do want one moment. Like where um I am inevitable. <laughs> I do I do like the idea though, because like we haven't mentioned Microsoft at all, which is like the big Apple competitor. And so I think that right before GameStop delivers the big the big blow, we have Microsoft who's been in a tertiary like uh role up until this point, put their hand out in front of front of Apple and say, Not this time. 
Not this time. It's just Bill fucking Gates sucks. No, 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 no. Steve no. Jobs. I, I, I love that, but I want, <laughs> I want to make one addendum, which is Microsoft not brought up at all during this film. At <laughs> one point, Bill Gates is just like, well, you know what? Fuck this. It's over. Snaps, does whatever, wipes out everyone around him. And he's about to approach GameStop and choke him when you just hear boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and who is it? Bill Gates in a mech suit. And now we have a Batman versus Superman situation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I love it. Tell Zune, I love her. Why'd her. you say that name? Why'd you say that? <laughs> oh, it's. I I really want the the moment where Apple gets the uh, the jump on Microsoft is like just starts throwing iPhones at him. It's like I'm sorry. What operating system do you have for telephones, bitch? <laughs> And then they're just plinking off Microsoft. He's like, yeah, but your iOS is shitty. Yeah. I, oh, man. So I I do think that at one point, old old uh, Steve Jobs has to get one over, is about to take out Bill Gates. And he goes, you can kill me, but another will rise in my place. And he goes, yeah, who? And then he goes, <laughs> points, turn around. He turns around. Spirit bomb! Yeet! Wait a minute! Oh, Microsoft sacrifices himself to kill Apple! <laughs> oh, oh, Microsoft at the last moment, you got the Bill Gates with his big mech arm, grabs Apple, and holds him. No! Like Piccolo <laughs> did to Rabbits! Piccolo! <laughs> Blows through both of us. So now this is just the beginning of the anime because now Microsoft has to run down Snake Way and yep. meet with the devil or whatever yep. to get resurrected as a penny stock. And you know what? I think it gives uh, our Piccolo analog the the big moment, yep. unlike he never had again in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, holy! I fucking love it. This rules, actually. I. I do want to just discuss, we don't do this rarely, but I kind of want to just discuss goofs that were possible, but unfortunately we couldn't do. For instance, the concept that penny stocks are babies. And at one point <laughs> in the prequel version of this, we do get the great line, which is, Apple, you killed penny stocks. Stocks. <laughs> you turned her against them. me. <laughs> You are my brother, Apple. <laughs> yes, Microsoft is the Obi Wan of the situation. Situation. <laughs> oh, that and I do love the idea of just like the cut content that would never make it is just Apple tossing baby penny stocks into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> They're going on a vacation to the Apple place, and he's just sitting by the pit tossing kids in the whole time i wish i had a list of companies acquired by apple because that is just all the companies you'd see them destroying just like ah sorry but we bought all of your stock 
Into the pit we go! Now, if this wasn't a Pixar film and we did, instead of doing Apple, did Disney, God, Mm -hmm. that pit would be so intriguing. Is that Fox? Yes, Fox. National Geographic, what are you doing here? (laughs) My God, I didn't even know you were a publicly traded stock. (laughs) Yeah, so... I wasn't. What's the casting? What's our casting here? Okay, who who's going to be our impeccable, albeit, like, who's going to voice our old man? Well, I don't think he needs to, he was old once I, before I made him both characters, so uh, now I think we do need to go a little bit younger, but still a little bit old, but still charming. Now, how about just drop dead sexy, because it could be Henry Cavill. No, Henry Cavill needs to play, um, just to play up the comparison, needs to play Microsoft. Needs to play him. <laughs> oh, shit, I just had one, and I lost it. Okay, oh. it, this may be just because he's very popular, and also Drop Dead Sexy. How do you feel about Pedro Pascal as an old wizened GameStop owner, but also just GameStop itself? I mean, I love Pedro Pascal. He fucking rips. Yeah, Pedro Pascal is playing GameStop in this affair. Who's our Robin Hood? Because it needs to be a young adult. Like, I don't want to go kid. I don't want to fall down the Stranger Things well that we do way too often. Yes, but no, no, especially for somebody who needs to be trading stocks, because you need to be an adult to do that. Um, So, like, yeah, maybe early to mid-twenties. Real, like, Zoomer millennial, kind of, on on the cusp between that. And we kind of want them to be kind of like a chaotic hacker type, right? We don't want it to just be a a nerd. Okay, I have an idea. And I just want you to imagine this individual getting all hacker matrixed up. Maybe has some face paint. Zendaya. (laughs) Zendaya as a hacker. I I want it to be a girl, actually. I do want it to be a girl, I think, because we don't have enough female representation in this film. Zendaya would be good. I. Now, I do want a list of, like, celebrity cameos to be, like, at the very last moment when they're like, sure, I'll buy this stock. And I do want Keanu Reeves in his home. Like, buying stock to be dressed up as Neo from The Matrix. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is definitely one of those guest ones. Like, Neil Patrick Harris, just like the best cameos. Matt Damon definitely is there. Um, We need a lot of cameos, yeah. Who voices Coconut? <laughs> uh, Alright, let me just look up Aqua Teen. <laughs> Hunger Force Meat What? I used to remember his name, but I can't remember it anymore. Dave Willis. I don't think he needs to be Meatwad. I think he needs to be more charming than that. Does he roll nah. or does he walk? Can we just have he bi- rolls? Can we have Bill Hader do a goofy voice and that's it? Just it's Bill Hader doing a goofy voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Fine. Or alternately, Bill Hader as Apple. I want to see that man play a psycho villain more than anything in my fucking life. He's always just a charming, nice... 
That's a good. That's a good point. I I wouldn't mind that. How um, about uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who played Victor Zaz on Gotham? He played Noho Hank on Barry. He's just the nicest human being on the planet who also looks terrifying as all hell. <laughs> Which I think would be funny because it does, it will cut to a real life version of him. Of course, he's not a coconut, <laughs> but <laughs> he's like, ah, I guess we're shutting down. Yeah. I built this, I built this strange video uh, a store a long time ago, and this is the last one. Who? Oh shit! I, I'm, I'm now. I'm just thinking of good actors who I want to see in more shit. And what to? What was the name of that fool from um, Righteous Gemstones? Hold on, let me see. I don't know. Oh, that is a good. If you've not seen Righteous Gemstones, you need to check it out. It's actually very fucking good. The one who plays the uncle. He's in a lot of shit as, like, a secondary character, and he's very charismatic. In all honesty, I think he could play GameStop. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh, wow. This has got a good cast in it. Oh, Righteous Gems? Yeah, dude, it's yeah. insane. Walton Goggins. That's his, his, oh, yeah. that's his fool's name. He'd be fun as... I don't think he'd be fun as Apple, but he'd be fun as something. He would be fun as something. I'm... I am looking at the first image that I see of him on image search, and I am trying really hard to figure out if this is photoshopped or not. Because the proportions of his face... <laughs> just don't seem real. Oh, are you talking about... No, he has a big old ding-dang smile. I'll tell you that right now. He does. That is a big old... That man's got a smile. And he's very... He's fun to watch. Whoa, Pedro Pascal is also... I looked up Walton Goggins and then Pedro Pascal is uh, on here. Oh, it's because um, Pedro replaced him on the table read they did for the community episode he was in. Oh, okay. Which, uh, holy shit, that was... Uh, we're now just gonna talk about shit that's good. The community table read is the best, because you remember the episode where Pierce's will gets re read out? Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful joy I have ever seen in my life did come from Pedro Pascal. Just having to say the phrase, here is a, a tube of cryogenically frozen sperm, and he loses yeah. it every time he has to say it. It's so good. Oh, fuck. That is, oh. So, now I want to watch Community again, so even wait, though, like, I haven't watched Community in, I, the last time I watched it was, like, three months ago. I love how this cast is now just, like, underappreciated character actors. It's like Anthony Kerrigan, Walton Goggins, Pedro Pascal, Goggins. although he's getting his due now. You're just all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would never say that Pedro Pascal has not gotten his due, even before The Mandalorian. But he's just up there. Now, what if instead we just did the cast from Community? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover as Steve Jobs, Jobs. is a masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> I want yes. that. I want that real bad. Uh, Coconut, of course, played by... Um, ah, shit, what's that fool's name? 
Danny Pudi. Is that how you pronounce his last name? He's Abed? Yes. I think so. He would work. I think he's... You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say... Okay. We're set. That would change... That would change a lot about Coconut's character, but that would be perfect. So, okay, we're setting these in stone. Pedro Pascal as GameStop, Danny as Coconut, who are we setting? All in, uh, Zendaya as Robin Hood. All Robin we need Hood. to really set in stone is Apple, and I think we're good. Blockbusters played by Ryan Reynolds. Who fucking cares? You know, I love that. That's great. Who. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the people we listed, would be a good apple. And before you say anything, I say Ken Jong. No, we're not. because now I'm just looking at the community cast. God damn it! Uh, well, if you do want to go for someone who, on the surface, seems very kind of cool and approachable, but on the surf, like below that, is a real douchebag. Joel fucking McHale. You know what? You do say that like it's supposed to be a big surprise, but that doesn't surprise me, actually. Joel McHale, motherfucker. Joel McHale as Steve Jobs. He would actually be really good for that role. Yep. Okay, we've done it. We have done it. And then Henry Cavill is Microsoft. In this, wait, what's the name? Stock stonk. Stonk. Stock <laughs> stocked up. Uh stocked out. Stocked out. Stock. I assume we have to have the word stock in there at some point, huh? Yeah. Rhyme zone. <laughs> Or words that rhyme with stock. Okay, hold on. Meet the stalkers. Meet the stalkers. <laughs> mm, stock party. <laughs> uh, Bud? Stock party mm-hmm. actually fucking rules. <laughs> That's very good, actually. Holy shit. Uh, maybe it should be stock party. It's- because then we can take it away. We can take it as saying, like, this was this was originally going to be a uh, a sequel to Sausage Party, but that bombed hardcore, so we did our own thing. Get ready to stock and roll this summer on stock party. Stock and roll. Yes, we've done it. All right, what was awesome this week, bud? Oh, man, driving. Driving is very good. What's awesome for me this week? Fixing my 3D printer. Oh, that's nice. Well, also, buying a computer or putting a computer together that you can't buy. Oh, I, yeah, I have not purchased <laughs> that bad boy yet. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Help me buy a computer so our streams... Don't look like absolute doo-doo garbage, but until then, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me on YouTube uh, doing a new uh, retrospective Fallout 3 Let's Play on um, my friend Hagen's channel. That is Hatumex, H-A-T-U-M-E-X, on YouTube. 
And um, check it out. It's fun. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all the other podcasts, including Fun Fiction, which uh, the epi- the day this episode drops is also the day our Beetlejuice episode drops, which may be the most work I ever put into an episode and specifically into a fan fiction I created because I did rewrite the opening of the musical Beetlejuice, but to be entirely about hit film Money Plane. And you can find that at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song. Ric Flair off of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> well, I got into the whole, you know, Money Plane thing. <laughs> Money plane. That's just that should be the alternate title for stock party. Money plane. <laughs> also, me, if you uh, if you do donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS, you can listen to an exclusive commentary track that me and Blake did of Money Plane. My film of 2020. I know I said it was Birds of Prey in the Awesome Awards, but fuck you, it's Money Plane. <laughs> You know, you'd think, um, you'd think in a musical where one of the songs is called Say My Name, which does rhyme with money plane, I would have done that. No, I just said, fuck it, whole intro, whole intro to this musical, but about money plane. Money plane! I'm making my own, uh, money plane musical at this point on Fun Fiction, because when we did Hamilton, uh, I rewrote <laughs> Alexander Hamilton to be Darius the Rumble Grouch. <laughs> My name is Darius the Rumble Grouch. <laughs> you can really tell how much you care about fun fiction because she, she, we never put that much effort in any of these musical episodes, huh? No, I, no, I, you don't. <laughs> I, I do sit up late at night and, and do actual work for those. But, um, <laughs> yeah, support us on Patreon. Pick up your merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Thank you for checking out the show, as always. And remember to tell a friend to check us out. But until next time, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!